The presence of God changes everything. With just one encounter, our lives, homes, and cities can be transformed. We're excited to gather for Encounter Conference 2018 in two locations, Sacramento, California, and Manchester, UK. During our three days together in each city, our heart is that you would have a life-changing encounter with the love and power of God, and that you would be equipped to walk in the fullness of His call on your life. Visit Encounter18.com to register. Again, that's Encounter18.com to register. Encounter18.com. You're listening to the Jesus Culture Sacramento Church Podcast. Can I, can we multitask real quick? Because I want to turn this over, but I want to tell you why we're doing what we're doing today. Uh, we, um, we've asked a handful of mothers to come and just share for five minutes something that God's put on their hearts, uh, uh, something He's taught them, and here's why. There's, a, there's two verses. There's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 1, verse 7. Listen to this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the Bible makes it very clear that we're to go after uh, knowledge, that it's important that we have knowledge, that we have wisdom, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of that. And it actually calls us foolish. No, go back. It actually calls us foolish when we despise wisdom and instruction. The next verse, though, tells us one of the ways that we get wisdom and instruction. It says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So the Bible actually tells us that God speaks through fathers. He speaks through mothers. And then he says, don't abandon that. Don't forsake those teachings. Don't walk away from them. Don't forget them. They're important. And so I thought today, again, Mother's Day, it's not just mothers who are going to be sharing about mothering, but I really believe that mothers carry wisdom and teaching for us that, that we can pay attention to and lock into. And that's really what we wanted to do today. So I said, so CJ and I sat down and said, let's just have some of the mothers come up and just share some stuff. And it's been a powerful, really powerful two services. So I'm excited about this. So before I get yelled at anymore about not saying happy Mother's Day, I'm going to exit the stage. And one of you guys welcome and put together your hands, put together your hands, put your hands together for CJ. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm going to invite the ladies out that are going to share this service. Yes. <laughs> um, Banning won't, won't love this, but um, I was thinking, um, I have been impacted more in my life from conversations with friends, with grandparents of every age in a grocery store. If you guys have heard my story, I talk to anybody, anywhere, everywhere. And... Um, I've been more impacted by hearing people's lives and what just, just everyday normal people that walk with Jesus, how they've impacted me than I have from many people standing behind a pulpit. Now I value the pulpit, I value preachers, but there's so much to gain from these women that are sitting here. And um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear what they have to say. First, I'm gonna invite Chandra up here. And I have to tell you, when I asked everybody, they're like, oh, okay. And Chandra's like, yes, that's awesome. So we're letting her be first. 
Here you go. You know, it was really funny because when CJ first asked me, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, great, I'm totally on board. And I didn't feel nervous or anything up until like maybe a couple days ago. Then I started thinking and I was like, why? Why do I always say yes first? Then I'm like, dang it. Like, I had to to think about it. Like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, So yes, I'm Chandra and it is such an honor to be up here. So just a brief about me, you know, I was a young mom, got saved when I was 19, I became a young mom, and by the time I was 21, I found myself in the middle of this divorce with my third baby on the way, so I was a really, really young mom with a lot on my plate really, really quick. And um, the journey was challenging, the journey has been full of lots and lots of tears and lots and lots of laughter, and you know, as I was reflecting and asking God, what do you want me to say? And then he reminded me of a a story a while back, a time when things were really, really rough. Um, And I remember sitting in my car and, you know, I have three teenagers now. So anybody who has teenagers is gone. Like, I've got three. Like, and they're like, bam, bam, bam in a row. And so it's, it's never boring. My life is never boring. But I was really, really having a hard time with some stuff that was happening. And I was talking to God and I was like, you know, God... I gave you my life. I, I, you know, I have surrendered my life. You know, my heart's cry has been, I want your glory to shine through my life. I want everything to, to be reflection of you, that when people see me, that they see that, you, that there is a God. They see my life, there is a God. And I started thinking about all the stuff I was going through, you know, the financial struggles, the struggles with my kids, and I was like, you know, you're not making yourself look very good right now. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> We're not doing a good job. This isn't working. And, um, and then he spoke to my heart and he said, you know, the problem, Chandra, or yeah, he said, the problem, Chandra, is you've asked for my glory, but the problem is in your perception of what's your perception of what my glory is. And he started telling me, you know, yes, this has happened. Yes, this is happening. And yes, you've struggled. But at the end of it all, through it all, you still worship me. You still serve me. Your heart is still soft to me. And you still speak about me to other people. And you still reach out to others. And you still do that. And that's what they see. And he said, you already have my glory. The problem is you need to just look for it. And that came to my heart. And I was like, Lord, you're right. And as I went back and looking through every single challenge, every single thing, he brought me deeper into a deeper place. He, he would bring different people into my life to say, you know, God still loves you. He's got you. You know, and groceries would come when I didn't know where they were going to come from. And, and even if the money didn't come in, the gas tank never seemed to go low, you know, never seemed to run out of gas. And there were those things that people would always look at me and say, Chandra, you're so strong. I don't know. I mean, and I've gone through stuff. You know, with, uh, you know, my kids would kill me if I'm putting all the business out there. But the reality, I mean, I've been in the hospital with my kids of choices that I'm like, really, why am I here? It's so, this is a lonely place. But he has shown me over and over that that strength comes when I'm like, I don't got it. I've got nothing. And, you know, I'm not plugging Kim's song. She didn't tell me to do any of this. But, like, Kim's new album has just been, like, my heart's cry, like, this last, like, month since it's been out. Because there's this one song where she says, you know, the words, here at the end of me, you are my victory. And how many times we go through and I think, I got to white knuckle it. I got to be strong. I got this. I got this because no one else. When God's not asking us to do that at all. 
And he taught me it's what it is that you are focusing on that you empower and you declare as authority over your life. And so in those challenges and in those things, I came to be like, you know what, God, this hurts. I don't have it. I, I, I don't even know where anything's going to come from, but you're going to keep taking me to the end of me. And every time I think I've come to the end of me, I've realized there's a whole other part of me I need to come to the end of. <laughs> but, but he does it and he's faithful. So and that is my encouragement that through whatever challenges and truly whatever comes your way, focus and look for the glory. Look for what he's doing because he's so much more interested in changing you on the inside and bringing you closer to the, on the inside than changing the things on the outside. And when he can change us on the inside, then it doesn't matter what happens on the outside. You will get through it. It will plug through and he will be your victory in that time. So there we go. <laughs> 15 seconds left. <laughs> wow. You know what? And she's the real deal. That's what I love is these women that are sharing this are not coming up with a good concept. They actually live that. Like she lives that. Life is not always easy, but it's what you focus on. I mean, that's what we love about her. So um, next we're going to, Shayla is going to come up. And I just want you to know this woman I met when we played basketball yeah. together and um, so we we're kind of really super awesome <laughs> and stuff. No, but she's awesome. She's going to tear it up. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to the moms in here. Um, okay, so here's my journey. I have seen common themes in my life, and one of the major themes is the timing of the Lord. So as cliche as that may sound, I just want to go on a little journey with you about God's timing and how if we really just submit to it, it's perfect. So um, I think I'm smart. <laughs> I think I'm very clever. I've got great ideas. I um, actually could be a constructor of a lot of stuff, I think. And so when it comes to my life, I've often told the Lord, like, hey, here's some good ideas. Like, we can do it like this, this, and this. And this is my five-year plan, and it's going to work out great. And God's like, oh, okay. Anyway, and so I used to get, like, really offended. Like, what is the whole point of me praying if you're just going to, like, do what you want to do, you know? So, uh, um... <laughs> I've been frustrated about things that I felt like took too long. One of those things was me getting married. I got married at 30, which now looking back is not that late. But at the time, I'm like, woe is me. I mean, where is my husband? I'm getting old over here, you know? And so the Lord, like I've looked back now and I can see that I was right in God's time with when it happened. Because if it would have happened any sooner, um, we would have had a lot of more struggles. <laughs> so... But um, one of the major things is that I realized that in my mind, God's timing looked like what I thought it should be. And so one thing that happened, um, as you can tell, I'm a mom. I got pregnant back in 2015, and we had just gotten married. It was not my timing. It actually was the worst timing, in my opinion. And I was kind of on this journey where I really wanted to um, pursue some dreams and go after things. And it just felt like 
as much as I want to be a mother, I was thinking maybe three years down the line. And so I was actually really offended and I was upset and I was just so mad I didn't even tell anybody thinking that maybe it would just not be real. So one day um, I actually ran into Banning and he says to me, um, when are you guys going to have kids? And I looked at him and I'm like, actually, we're pregnant. <laughs> and he was like, that's great. And he, then he could tell quickly that I uh, was not excited about it. And um, he's like, you know, one thing I realized is that if CJ and I would have had kids later on in life, it really would have thrown off um, a lot of things that we had going on. And you have to know that, like, God actually sees the future, and it makes sense that sometimes the things that we're doing right now may not be what we think, but he's looking at it from the, from the future. And I'm like, huh, interesting concept. So my, so my truth then started to realize that, like, I've always looked at it as like, oh, God's timing is perfect. Look how these things are all lining up right now. But what my heart and my spirit had to expand to was that actually God can see everything because he's not constricted to time. And so what I can only see with my carnal eyes that, oh, you know, I need this to happen right now. This is the promise that the Lord said right now. I need it right now. And God's like, actually, in 15 years, that would have been a horrible timing. And I couldn't see that. So I know that everyone in here has a dream or has a promise or has something that they feel like they're waiting for, they're contending for. And I just want to encourage you to keep doing that, but also relax and rest in the peace that God actually has timing for it all. And then you can trust him. It really is just a trust game because the truth is that the right thing in the wrong time is the wrong thing. And so if we're pushing it and we're doing it in our own strength, trying to make something happen that God is not on in this moment, we're just, we're just making a mess of the whole thing, you know? So yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks. Wow. Okay, this is hard because we really could stop after each one and pray for people because... This is powerful, but we're going to do something else first. Don't tell me what to do, Banning. <laughs> do you see him down there trying to boss me around? My goodness, it's Mother's Day. I'm in charge. So uh, now we're going to bring Dar up, and Dar carries a strength that I hope to one day carry. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to be quick here. Um, when um, I was in my teens, my mom passed away. And it was very quick, and my family got torn apart by it. So um, it really um, put a, uh, a, a cry in me that there had to be more. And um, so I started on this journey of finding out what the more was. And um, I ended up getting married, and uh, I wanted to have children, and ended up having two miscarriages. Um, and it, 
at that moment, I had, a, at the second one, I had a Hannah moment. And that Hannah moment was, Lord, all I want to be is a mom. I lost my mom. I just want to be a mom. And it, again, it sent me on this journey. Well, I ended up getting pregnant and having my first baby. And um, I didn't know what to do because I had lost my family. I didn't know how to have a family because I was so disoriented from it all. Well, anyway, um, I was looking in the scripture one day and I came upon um, Titus chapter two, verse five. And it talks about the older women and how the older women are to um, uh, speak into the younger women and to teach the younger women. And so, but one of the things in there said, it said that they are keepers of the home. So that really intrigued me because of what I had been through. So I set out again on a journey to find out what exactly that meant to be the keeper of a home. And also it says in there, um, keepers at home. So I went on this journey to find out what it meant. And it was a process throughout many years of growing my children up. But what I came to find out was that it was, and actually, let me go back. It, it, the, the Greek word for that is, it means guardian. It means guard. It means warden. Um, it means to keep the home. Now, this is for men too, because if you take it back to Genesis, um, Adam and Eve were told to keep, to tend the garden. So it's the same word, only the Aramaic and the Greek. Same exact word, that they are to be the guardian, the tend, um, the, the warden of the garden. So here I am, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. Well, I have a little bit of, um, through my journey, was um, Pentecostal roots. And so I know, yay for Pentecostal roads. So I love to pray in tongues. So, yeah, right? So my kids would come home from school and I would see something on them. And man, I laid my hands on them and I would just pray it right off of them in tongues because of those Pentecostal roads. A lot of times they would roll their eyes, but who cares? Anyway, um, it says to be the keeper of the home. It's so important that we women um, and, and guys, we keep our home. You know, your home might be, you know, your church. That's all you have. Maybe you don't have a, a spouse or children or, you know, the, the, the home may be here at the church. But the, the point is that we are to be the wardens. We are to be the keepers of the house. And it's the church as well. It's this house. If you are planted here, we are to be keepers of this house too. It's not just our own homes. So my encouragement to all of us is pray. But listen, here's the other thing. Um, this word keep, um, in 1 Peter, it talks about that we are kept by the power of God. Same exact word, that we are kept by his power, that he is our guardian. As we're guarding our homes, our church, our garden, he's keeping us. Isn't that awesome? To know that our God is keeping us, that we are kept by his power. So amen. Banning's shaking over there. He knows he could be replaced. 
I see him. I see him. <laughs> All right. We're kind of, you guys are our guinea pigs, so we're trying to get through this, make sure everybody gets time. Otherwise, we would stop a little more. But um, thank you, Dar. That was so good. So good. Um, now, Erica's going to come up. And as you know, she's my best friend, so she's with me a lot. And let me tell you, I get preached at a lot. So... No, she's full of really good wisdom, though. It's going to be awesome. Remember, I get paid to be your friend. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> okay, those who know me have probably heard me say that the best gift I can give you is to know me. So a little bit about my journey of self-discovery. At 2001, my family and I moved from South Africa to Washington State, and eight years later, we moved to Reading to be a part of what God was doing at Bethel. Um, a year later, my husband and I, we found ourselves at a conference at Bethel, and Danny, and I'm not even sure anymore who put it on, but in preparation for this conference, we had to do some personality tests. We had to complete the DISC test and the Strengths Finders test. Now, these are tests that are pretty well known in business circles, but and in Bethel, so they're easy to look up online, or you can ask me afterwards, but they personality test, and we filled it out, and then we got to sit around a table for two days, um, just chatting about the results. So obviously we laughed a lot at each other's differences, but I cried for two days. Very embarrassing, but <laughs> I mean, it ended up being a very, very healing journey for me. I am a dominant personality with empathy as my number one strength. So a little bit of inner conflict happening there because it looks like this. I would have a friend come to me crying sometimes about, you know, life. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel for you, but this is what we're going to do. So, <laughs> and, and, and before, I would get pretty negative feedback about this because I would have people say, you always tell me what to do. And I'm like, I'm so confused because this is genuinely coming from deep care inside of me. So that weekend, the Lord basically came and told me, showed me that the way he made me was good. He did a really good job the way he put me together, and he did not make a mistake. So that set me off on a journey of self-discovery, and Renee, my husband, jumped on the wagon, and we just, it was a really great time of learning ourselves. And yes, we learned, and let me tell you a quick story how it looked sometimes. So um, one day, like all good stories start with one day, um, Mr. Myberg was on the toilet doing his thing, and I was getting ready for something, and I had a little arm, little cute little wristband thing, and the clip on it broke. And I was like, just, I handed it to him, and like, can you please fix this for me? Because, you know, I'm in a hurry. And he's like, well, I'm on the toilet. I'll do it afterwards. So I'm like... That was just not okay with me because I, so I didn't, this is all happening in my head. I didn't say anything. I just walked away and I'm like, I've got this. So um, the next moment, I just, from his side, it, there was just a little toolbox handed around the door. And I'm like, I was just like, don't worry, I've got this. Here's the toolbox. You can do it on the toilet because I got to go. 
And I was like, I wasn't mean. I was like, this is awesome. I got a plan. I'll help you do this for me. And he um, did not appreciate it. I still don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> he got to tell me, he got to communicate to me why he didn't like it. And today it's something that we laugh about. But before that could massively explode and it was great. This is just how it, one example of how we've grown. So... Um, I know that all of us are on a lifelong journey of self-discovery. I, I think this goes on until the day Jesus comes back. We will learn ourselves. But the question that I, you know, that I've seen over the years, like to answer is why? Why is it actually? Why is it important to take sometimes a moment to stop and look at yourself to actually be really intentional? about it. Um, the short answer for me is, I, if I know me, I can own me. And knowing yourself on a really deep and intimate level helps you to know why you react to certain situations the way you do. And the natural outflow from that should be that when you have a reaction, um, you can take full responsibility for yourself in that moment because I, I, I have reactions. Knowing yourself doesn't mean you don't react or you have feelings or you're a robot. I am super reactive, but I have learned that for knowing myself well is like having inside information. And like when I'm in an encounter with somebody, I can have something crazy happening on my inside but I get, get to own me and take responsibility for myself in that moment and allow the knowledge of myself to affect what I do in a really positive way. Um, example, I do not like crowds. So being invited to a big party, horrible. Like, awesome, scares me greatly. So I... Um, don't go to all the parties I get invited to, but sometimes um, you've got to go. So um, I go with, let's take CJ, to a party, a house full of people, and I'm aware of the fact I'm, I don't like this. So we, we talk to each other. We're like, okay, I'll see you later. So she goes and she works the room, and she loves it, and she's the life of the party, and I, I find somebody. I'm like, Amanda. Like, Amanda doesn't, Amanda's like me, so we like on the side... Like, just having a good time and have a heart-to-heart -heart connection. And if I'm crazy, I'll do that with two people. But, <laughs> and then, instead of just being mad at the life of the party and people who act like clowns and love it, I'm like, I'm okay. I can leave the evening and have a good time, even though, you know, this is not my favorite thing on earth to do. Anyway, so, um, sorry, I got notes. Um, it's pretty difficult to learn yourself and not fall more in love with Jesus. Because the more you know you, get to know you the way God put you together, the more you see the hearts of the part, the part of the heart of the Father that He put in me. And what happens after that is I see you. And I see the parts of the heart of the Father in you. And that is worthy to be honored. No matter how you choose to behave, no matter what happens on the freeway or... Yeah. Um, there is parts of Jesus inside of you. And I will honor that. Um, 
I would not be myself if I do not end with a, a bit of a warning or maybe a strong encouragement. You cannot go on the journey of self-discovery without being tethered to the Word of God. Um, this is supposed to be um, a journey of, of grace and healing and not become a, um, something where you are um, focused on your brokenness and your sins and there is no hope. This is actually a really wonderful journey out of that into this is how He made me and He did a good job. So when I say I'm awesome, which I say often, I'm not because I'm whatever, full of, full of it, I'm like, I am agreeing with what he says about me. And it's in a, in a humble place. And um, right now, um, the other thing is also you, it, this is not meant this journey to become self-critical. You know, um, it's, it's really supposed to be a journey where, and it could be for you, a journey where you allow the grace of God to bring healing in your life. And being somebody who actually knows who you really are and why He made you and how you made you is actually really, really powerful. And then the last thing is that um, if this is not, this journey isn't tethered to the Word of God, um, your self-discovery can actually become a little bit weird. Um, to put it blunt, we are right now actually surrounded by people, leaders, um, well-known figures in and outside of the church that preach, be your authentic self, which is awesome, but without tethered to the Word of God, it ends up being just a life lived in sin and brokenness. And it is, you know, it is what it is. Like my whole life, all my beliefs are based on the fact that Jesus says, and he is who he says, he is that he will not change. So let's take a simple example of purity. His standards for purity has never changed. People will have changed their opinion about it. Churches will change their opinion about it, but he has not changed. So my encouragement is, inviting you into a really beautiful and intimate journey tethered to the Word of God. And you will end up in a, in a really powerful place. Good job. That's good. So good. So good. All right, Pam. Pam, Pam answers... The text I send exactly how I would answer. So I feel very excited that she's up here to share with us. I just joked with Erica and said, oh good, you took my five minutes. Now I don't have to. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yes, thank you. No, um, I don't know why I even tried to prepare for this because, um, yeah, I wrote down a bunch of stuff that I know that I've learned, and then it just, it doesn't seem relevant now. But what Erica said, oh, until worship, um, I was sitting there during worship, and I got a couple little tidbits from God, and I went, really, God? 
I don't think that's going to fit in. He goes, well, if you're last, if they choose to have you last, then go ahead and share those. So I have like eight words written down. So it's going to be short and sweet. But to sort of tail on to what Erica was saying about, about finding out who we are, and some of you are sitting out there going, whew, glad they didn't ask me to do that. I could never do that. Some of you are sitting out there going, oh, kind of wish they would have asked me. I could have been much more eloquent and to the point, and I have such great things to share. We're all in a different place. We're all in a different season. And let me just say that seasons, I don't know about you, but there are certain seasons what do you call real seasons, the four seasons, that are not as much my favorite as others. For example, when it's 100 degrees, that is, summer is not my favorite season. But it always goes away, and a new season comes. Some hate the rain. I love the rain. But that season changes too. It's like eventually it's going to stop. So whatever season you're in right now, young moms with little ones that seems so hard, or moms with big ones that seem so hard, teenagers or whoever. Maybe you're in the season of your life where, where's my husband, you know? Or, I wish my husband wasn't here, whatever the case may be. Or wives, or wives, I'm speaking to you men too. Um, it's a season. And God will bring you through that season in his time. Um, but it's just so important to know that God still loves you, that God is on your side, that you can be who God made you to be. You don't have to fit in with other, everybody else. We are all so different. And what's cool is... Even though, you know, you're sitting there thinking, well, I would never have worn that. She should know better, <laughs> or whatever. That's not my style. That's not my taste. She talks too slow. She talks too fast. Whatever. God made you, and you, and you, all of us, in his image, and he loves the way he made each one of us. And so don't you think we ought to try loving each other that same way? Um, Chris Valentin said the other night, and I already knew this, but I'm going to say it because you already all know it too, but God did not make us to be bricks that all have to be the same size and shape so we fit into this perfect wall, this perfect structure, whatever it is, we're trying to build as a church. God made us stones. So we can be all different sizes, all different shapes, all different colors, textures. We can be different, in other words, because we're stones. So don't try to be like someone else or like who she or he thinks you should be. Be who he wants you to be and who you are. You have something that no one else has that this world needs. 
and some of you go, ooh, the world, I could never impact the world. You don't know how you could impact the world. Ooh, last thought. I don't feel, I don't do this ever. <laughs> That's fine. And there's a lot of, you know, I don't feel like I impact the world. But I have a daughter and a son who are out there impacting the world. And I got to raise her son-in-law. And I got to raise her when she was a baby. I didn't know what she was going to do. My son, I didn't know what he was going to do. But as they reach out to just one or two or thousands of people, those people reach out. And we are. We're affecting the world. So you get to be who you are and just make that the best that you and God can do together. Do you see what I mean? How do we uh, hear these amazing things? I mean, I wish you guys knew the personal stories of each one of these women because what I love about it is everybody was raised differently. All of our stories were so different. And the encouragement I wanna bring you guys is that we get, to, we get to walk our stories, we get to walk our journey, you get to take the pieces of truth. I love what Dar said, like we get to own where we are. We get to keep where we are. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take that. I gotta wipe some stuff off my kids when I get home. That's good, that's good. I'm gonna do that. But um, I want to encourage you guys, if you need prayer, if this has hit a spot that you just want um, somebody to stand with you, we have prayer in the back. If these ladies are willing to, I would love if they would go to the back in the prayer area and you guys can come and get some prayer. And um, we just want to bless you on Mother's Day. This has been the Jesus Culture Sacramento Podcast. For more information about the church, visit JesusCulture.com.